Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for the patience that you've imparted towards us, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have sent to be a gift and a comforter to us, Lord, who guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. Lord, we thank you for Israel, and we thank you for your chosen people, Lord, and we thank you that we can be grafted in and called your sons and daughters as well, Lord. We thank you for your hand being upon every work, Lord, that your eyes see and know everything, God. We thank you for your provision and your protection, Lord. We thank you for causing us to flourish and grow. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are excited that you're with us, and that we're going to study the Word together. Uh, but before we begin, I would just like to thank everyone that's here listening, and especially our partners, those that continue to support this ministry. I'd just like to thank you, because you have been a blessing to us by keeping us in your prayers, by sowing in to this ministry financially, and by liking the episodes, by subscribing on any number of the platforms where you find a day of prayer, and by sharing the messages with others so they too can be blessed but most importantly, that they can learn and grow in their relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. So thank you. Thank you for helping us, for being a blessing to us, and helping this ministry fulfill the the call and the mandate that the Lord has on it, which is to build the Lord's house and to preach the gospel throughout the four corners of the earth. Thank you for participating with us in fulfilling that before our Lord and Savior. So... That being said, we're ready to get in the word? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Amen. Yes. That's the real reason we're here. So, we are still in Acts chapter 7. <laughs> That's like still. <laughs> still. Well, there, there have been a great many episodes on this on this chapter. You know, mm-hmm. I think we can all acknowledge that. But It's been a good time. Absolutely. Good and the time Lord, in the word. Because it's continuing to, to speak and, and to each of us that are here. So, um, that being said, can I get a volunteer to reread? In Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60, please. I will. All right, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's a, that's a joke to everybody that's listening. Really, nobody, there's no volunteers for reading here. So <laughs> I, I guess actually I did today because I actually asked if I could read today. You did, yes. Mm-hmm. So we've there been, you go. We've been in this section a while, and just um, there are, we always caution you in the translations that you look at. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as if you've heard us, uh, you know I like the inner linear Bible, so that you can go look up the original words yourself and find out. So we always ask you to do that. Dig in, be like the Bereans, search the Amen. word, and see if these things are so, and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Amen. But uh, mm-hmm. sometimes another version is good, and this is from the Passion Translation. And so as we read, when they heard these things, they were overtaken with violent rage, filling their souls, and they gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, overtaken with great faith, was full of the Holy Spirit. He fixed his gaze into the heavenly realm and saw the glory and splendor of God and Jesus, who stood up at the right hand of God. 
Look, Stephen said, I can see the heavens opening and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God to welcome me home. His accusers covered their ears with their hands and screamed at the top of their lungs to drown out his voice. They pounced on him and threw him outside the city walls to stone him. His accusers, one by one, placed their outer garments at the feet of a young man named Saul of Tarsus, and they hurled stone after stone at him. Stephen prayed, O Lord Jesus, accept my spirit into your presence. He crumpled to his knees and shouted in a loud voice, O Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And then he died. Amen. So at this time, we're going to open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and then also to ask any questions that you may have. So who'd like to begin? Boys, you can go if you, you have something that's on your heart. We don't, Mommy. Oh, okay. Well, then I will. <laughs> Amen. Well, all right. Okay. So... um. I was meditating on this uh, before the Lord, and something that stuck out to me was that sometimes when we're following God and we look at a situation like this where somebody is doing what the Lord told them to do, but yet they die, that that can be misleading in, if you don't perceive it correctly. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a failure on Stefan's part that... The people responded to God. They responded to the Holy Spirit by killing him. And it didn't mean that he missed God somewhere. And it doesn't mean it's a reason to draw back. It reminded me of the Apostle Paul when he was going to Jerusalem. And every, every time he stopped on his way heading there, the Lord had a word telling him that when you get here, this is what's going to happen. They're going to they're going to put you in bondage. They're going to, you know, it's not going to go well for you. You're going to suffer and eventually you're going to die. And the Lord kept speaking to him in this way. And I remember reading those scriptures and going, don't go there. Oh, clearly stay alive. You know, like don't go that route because there's going to be pain there. There's going to be affliction. There's going to be death. And in my mind, as a, a young believer, not understanding the things of God, I looked at that as a failure. Like you must've missed it somewhere. You, you were prideful, um, Paul and going there, you were disobedient. You missed it somehow, but the contrary is true. I missed it because I didn't understand the things of God just because God said, Hey, this is what's going to happen. That's his covenant with us mm -hmm. that the Holy spirit will show us all things and tell us things to come. He'll make known to us what's coming in our future so that way we can prepare for it and walk with God in it. And um, Stephen here was full of the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit. And his life and the way that it ended glorified God. Now, if Stephen had said, Whoop, let me be quiet and, you know, tiptoe out of the room because these people don't like it, I'm not willing to die for the name of Jesus Christ, he would not have had a reward. He would have not had Jesus standing to welcome him, standing to observe his child, his uh, follower, his body laying down his life for the name of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're all called to. We're not called to preserve ourselves because doesn't Jesus speak very clearly about that in the scriptures? If you seek to save your own life, you'll lose it. But if for my sake you lose your life, then you will gain it. So 
keeping that in mind as we walk through life, no, we're not being reckless. There are times where the, the apostle Paul, for example, the Lord was like, you need to run from this town. And he said this in the gospels, when this is happening, run, go to the next town, but that's as the Holy spirit leads. But if it's time to lay down your life, then that's the testimony. There is a special place for martyrs, um, in the kingdom of heaven. And what an honor to be the first one. Now we also have the example in our Lord and savior. He very well understood that he came into the world to die, not to preserve his life here in the physical, but to come here, fulfill a task and a role, let that section of his life be ended and then be raised again um, and clothed in glory once again. And then he was to proceed in his role as Messiah, as his role in his role as a son of God in a glorified form. That's how he's supposed to continue out the rest of the journey until we're now reunited in eternity as one. So when Peter was saying to him, when Jesus would declare, I am going to die and then I'm going to be raised and all of these things are going to happen. Peter was like, no, preserve your life. That's not right. I don't think you're doing this right. And Jesus said to him, get behind me, Satan. I think he had to do that more than once. (laughs) You don't know. You're not speaking of the things of God. You're looking at this as a natural and carnal man. So it is vitally important that as we read the scriptures, we look at what is Holy Spirit's goal? What is he trying to get to? What's the outcome that he's leading us to? And even when we walk in our own lives, his role here is to declare to us the will of the Father through Jesus Christ because he's the head of the body and make that known to us. And that is how we're supposed to govern our own life versus looking out with our natural perception to see what God is doing physically and compare it to what we think it should be done, our our personal notes and say, well, no, God, I don't think this is right. Or yes, I do. Because the carnal mind cannot, it will not, and is is not able to perceive spiritual things, but Holy spirit knows everything. And he only ever guides us into God's best, into the will of the father, into the way of glorifying the name of Jesus Christ. So this, this end that Stefan came to is an honor. And it's exactly right in the purpose that he should have been fulfilling at this time, not a result of him missing something. Kamisha, you and John, you know, always say, you know, do what the father says, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. hear what the father says and do what he tells us to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, it's not a commandment for us from the Bible or a, um, a warning for us as individuals from the Bible, but it's certainly a filter to consider, which is Ezekiel 3.18, and there's other places in Ezekiel where it says, if you are not, if I tell you to speak mm-hmm. and you don't, mm-hmm. his blood shall be on your hands. Right, right. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. there's a component here as well, too. It's like, so um, his ways are greater than our ways. Amen. When we're supposed to surrender to our outcome and perception of outcomes, right? Even that mm-hmm. in itself is irrelevant to the commandment that we've been given by the Holy Spirit in the moment. If we're Amen. clear, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is what the Holy Spirit told me to say. That's right. This is what he told me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not even really supposed to consider well, what's the possible outcome of this. That's right. I mean, that's actually supposed to be my, beyond my consideration. And the, the, the outcome that we can, should consider is, is my father pleased? Is your will being done? When Jesus was talking about his time here and how he looked at things, it was only to do the will of the Father and to see his Father pleased and glorified. It was never about his own way. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it wouldn't that 
couldn't we say that, that that's our obedience that's born out of love? Because isn't that the example that Christ gave us, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't obedience born out of fear. Of course. Right, like our, like our earthly fathers. Well, if you, if, boy, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to give you a whipping. Right? <laughs> Correct. Keep Correct. up that crying. I'll give you something to cry about, right? That's right. not the kind of love that our Heavenly Father has for us, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, right? So Jesus exemplified his love for us. Right. Right. Correct. <laughs> right. And so we exemplify Amen. our love for the mm-hmm. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit by being obedient, not by considering how Our this impacts physical. me or, right. my, or my perception of the outcome. Because typically my perception of the outcome is, historically is wrong, for, at least in my own personal life. And mm-hmm. you can count every other human in there because the carnal mind cannot perceive the things of God. And so as we're looking at... Uh, the word of God, Romans tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so the same goals that Jesus put in front of his eyes, because he did have a physical body like we did. He did have the same sense of self-preservation. He had a natural flesh, but he didn't indulge that flesh. He didn't allow that flesh to create any kind of vision or parameters for him. He stayed solely in what God the father said to him, and he received God's love, as you said, and he loved God back. And that's why he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, he didn't say you'll serve the poor. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So whatever I'm asking you to do, whatever it looks like to you, you're going to do what I said and choose me over yourself. And the target that Jesus held before his eyes versus holding up one of self-preservation or self-will was to find that the father was pleased in everything. That was his heart's desire to see the father. So while we are being transformed into the image of Christ, while we are moving from glory to glory and faith to faith, we have to then line ourselves up right behind our Lord and say, okay, this is what you did. This is how you overcame natural processes that would scream like the garden of Gethsemane. That was literally Jesus policing his physical attributes that that were God given. God gave us that so we didn't die prematurely like just run off a cliff or you know silly things like that that humanity would live but he still had to rule over that and we saw him walk that out where he policed his own flesh and blood to be submitted to what the father's will and goal was because he loved his father and when we just focus on loving the father then the people that are under us that are supposed to receive our love is what i mean those people will be well loved Not that he looked at, I love you, Jimmy Bob, so I'm going to do this for you. No, he said, I love you, Father, and Jimmy Bob is going to get the result of my love for you because God, his way is perfect and answers everything. Our way is limited and only makes more trouble. It only creates more fault if it ever tries to solve anything on its own. So as we are being transformed in our mind, putting before our eyes the target that our Lord has, I no longer live by the flesh. I no longer live in my natural mentality I'm taking the mind of Christ and the mind of Christ is actively thinking. It is actively doing. It's just thinking on a wavelength that is connected to the father and that identifies with the father more than it identifies with the flesh. And and that's something that, yes, as you brought up, brother, um, we see in a, as the pattern and example for us in Christ, of course, but the Lord has told us about this for throughout the entirety of the word. Um, I was reminded of Solomon, who clearly was taught by his father, David. The Lord's testimony of him was that David was a man after his own heart. Not that he was perfect, right? Mm -hmm. But he clearly taught his children, just as Abraham did, he taught his children about the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. 
did they always get it right? Did they always? No, even Solomon says how he fell away, right? But he in Ecclesiastes 5.2, he writes this, this, um, the same thought that we're discussing here. And it says this, Do not be hasty in word or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter in the presence of God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. The Lord said he never leave us or forsake us. And he, he's always in our midst. We are the temple of God. Right? And we talked mm-hmm. about that in our, our study of the Lord's house. His desire was always to dwell among men in their midst. Right? He lives and dwells in us. So, as we even examine this here in, in Acts, there, that same principle, which is what the Lord lived by, he didn't just utter anything that came out of his mouth. And, and we see that also in Scripture where it says, so be quick to hear. What? Slow, slow to speak and, and slow, slow to wrath. Okay. Amazing. Now, <laughs> let's look at everything that's happening. They're clearly persecuting, and by persecuting, they're martyring. They are killing Stephen. Make no mistake. But what is, what is the words that he has spoken the whole time and that he is speaking now in the middle of this happening? Stephen. Stephen, yes. The same words given by the Holy Spirit that are really Everything was what? by the Holy Spirit, but then there's also the other added piece, which the Lord says to forgive. Yeah, I was going to say that that the same words Jesus was speaking on the cross because Identical. obviously he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Identical. And in the same pattern and example as our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, who mm-hmm. in the midst of being crucified said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Mm-hmm. He's saying very similar, in a very similar manner, in the middle of this happening. He didn't say, wait, I'm going to dwell on this for a little bit. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to, in, in the moment, immediately. He is forgiving. Mm-hmm. That does not, that's not natural behavior. That is spirit-filled behavior. And they're speaking by the, Jesus and Stephen were speaking by the same spirit. Exactly. Right? The spirit of God. <laughs> so th- it is impossible to be filled with wrath and, and angry, right? And, and Jesus would say that if you have anger in your heart toward your brother, you've already committed murder. Mm-hmm. So it would be impossible for someone to be filled with those things and then also forgive them. That the, the those are polar opposites. Mm-hmm. So the fact that literally is recorded, this is what happened, mm-hmm. should say a lot to us mm-hmm. about what's required of us, but and then how we should con- carry and conduct ourselves moment to moment. Amen. And Stephen, you notice he also did not blame God. God, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> why, right? He, why'd you allow me to, to go through but, this? <laughs> Our brother Adam, <laughs> when he was in the garden and he was, you know, uh, God said, what did you do, you know, about the fruit? And he said, the woman you gave me, that woman, and you gave her to me. So, like, this is not so, my fault. So this is on breath, you, Lord, and w- it's on her. <laughs> in one breath, he blamed his wife and God. Like, and didn't skip a beat. It was like, <laughs> and that's the result of sin being prominent versus where he was in the glory of the Lord. And previous it said both he and his wife were naked and unashamed. So there was no fault finding between them. So now that sin came on board, now there's fault finding and he's blaming God. But, you know, us as believers can easily say when God, we take, God takes us through hard testing, 
right? Or a hard time. And it's like, it didn't go the way we thought it was going to go. I'm sure he didn't wake up that morning and go, I think I'll go get stoned today. You know, people are going to throw rocks at me and and die. Unfortunately, some people do wake up and say, I think I'll get stoned today, but not (laughs) Not that kind of stoned. (laughs) So so we'll switch switch the verbiage to martyr. martyr. I'll be martyred today. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, (laughs) He, he didn't probably wake up that morning going zippity doo dah you know, I'm going to go get these throat, these stones thrown upside my head because I'm, I'm just saying what God told me to say, right? Just like our, our natural mind. And I'm sure Holy Spirit was planting seeds because that is his nature to tell us beforehand what's coming. And so I'm sure he had already committed, God, you have my life. I have no doubts about that in their private time, even though the word doesn't say that to us, but you don't just come and lay down your life for God all of a sudden. And there's no heart for you towards God in that way. Cause you'll run, you'll deny God and book it as fast as you can. But I'm sure he wasn't thinking, okay, today's the day. Let's, let's get it. I'm going to, you know, get some rocks thrown upside my head and be treated this way. But yet he did not blame God, even if he didn't necessarily have an expectation that today was the day that the rocks are coming. He might've been like, well, yeah, I'll die for you, Lord. But maybe that's, you know, sometime down the road, like Peter, if he shared his testimony amongst the brethren, Peter had some time before he was going to be um, experience an end that he didn't want to necessarily see. Like the Lord said, you'll be taking places that you don't want to go when you get older and your result, they're out the end state of your physical life will be death in the way that it's not, you're just an old man dying. Um, so as he's looking at this, he didn't reject God because it didn't turn out exactly the way he wanted he didn't deem it a failure that he was dying and he didn't blame God and say, well, I should have never followed you, Lord. And I know that's speaking to some of your hearts because natural flesh, if it's not buffeted, if you're not fully committed, can experience that. If your way is still, you know, a, a close second to God's way, if your way is still, you know, it could go either, either, or I could take my way, God, or I could take yours. When God leads you in a way and it doesn't look pretty, that will come out. Why'd you tell me to do this, Lord? They will, you know what's going to happen, right? Grumbling and complaining against God and blaming him versus maintaining your love like Stefan did and honoring the Lord and, and saying, receive my spirit. That, that, is, that's, that really stands out in my perspective. And it is a blessing because it's not something that comes by happen chance. You don't get to this part of life with God. You don't get to this commitment with him without closely following him without your love being committed to him, like true love, not, I just like Jesus feelings. I like to go hear the music and raise my hands and get that goosebump and, and I want to experience all the blessings and benefits, but right. not I actually like your ideas gone, but I'm not in love with you. I, you are not my God fully. And I'm your person that you can command me, Lord. And I, your, your commandments are not burdensome to see his father in that way, to see his Lord and savior in that way did not come easily. So that that definitely stands out to me. I just um, wanted to add something in there, and and you may have to help me clean it up, Kamisha. But uh, you started <clears throat> in when you were younger in the faith, mm-hmm. in your perception of things. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a maturation process. Yes, Amen. and there is, and and it, it like any relationship, it takes time for that to happen, right? For trust to fully develop. But we have a God that we can fully trust in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I would just. Um, you know, we hear statements, you know, how can a loving God do that, right? Right. And we even hear that mm-hmm. with Christians, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they still don't have the fullness yet. Right. right. 
And they've, they've, they've come into a knowledge, but they don't mm-hmm. have the fullness of the knowledge. And none of us all have the, none of us ever have the fullness of the knowledge, at least not in this side of eternity. Um, we don't know for sure that we'll ever have the, all, the fullness of things, but, uh, you know, the full wisdom of God, that is what I mean by that. But just a, a, a place of practice, if you find yourself questioning God, you find yourself hurting because of a situation that you're in that doesn't make sense or whatever, praise is the best place to begin. Just find a point where mm-hmm. you can find something to praise God for. Praise him that the sun came up today. Mm-hmm. If it's raining, praise him that it rained today and the ground is being watered and it is a time of preparation for new growth. Find something to praise him mm-hmm. and just keep praising him. He will inhabit your praises. You will meet him there. Mm-hmm. He may not answer your questions. He may not explain anything to you, but you will find peace in that. You'll find closeness to him in that. Mm-hmm. And he'll renew you with the strength to move forward. And you just have to trust him that in time he'll show you the things that he thinks are important to show you. And he'll mm-hmm. guide you the way that he thinks it's important to guide you. But mm-hmm. a praise is a great place to get to that. Amen. Amen. And I, I would say the de- defining moments and factors for me wasn't necessarily time, but my willingness. Because I always held a sense of, and this is the way that I was raised in the church, a sense of God is here to do my will. So now I said, I'm a Christian. I receive you, Jesus. And that means you are going to take your power and bless what I want you to have done. So we just need to kick, so, kick back and relax. And, right. But whatever no, it was. It, inaccurate. <laughs> mad Because I thought. Now that I'm a Christian, now I can do all the things I want to do and God will just co-sign on it. And that mentality and mindset does not draw you closer to God. It is a means to an end. So there's no love there. There was no love in my relationship and my willingness to let him be Lord. Mm -hmm. The sovereign Lord of Kamisha did not come until I made the choice to let him be Lord. When I just liked his ideas and wanted him to condone and bless what I was doing, I'm, I'm God and he's my people. I had it backwards. I was outside and I could, I could blame God and then curse him and curse the, uh, the process of being a Christian and, and think it doesn't work. But when I said, okay, wait, and, and God, he did speak with me. He said, you have this backwards. You think that you're the center of everything going on. You think that I'm here to do your will and you were misunderstanding, which those are a lot of things that the, the, the Messiah spoke to the Pharisees. You, you have a religion, but you don't have a relationship. And once I stepped over into that, I found that those places of wanting to blame God for something, those faded away. And it was more so will versus time. But when I made my will to do that, time was not a factor. And we, we kept going. And when I committed to God in relationship, we crossed those hurdles and those barriers. Now, there's still time going on. There's time passing. But it doesn't take long. And it doesn't mean you know everything in that moment, as you're saying. God reveals things as he determines to do so, as we cross over and process with him. But the, if you're feeling like, I don't understand this God, and you're mourning your relationship with God, I would say come into relationship with God because you're looking at it in a wrong way. Tell him thank you, but also change your mindset of how you see him. He is a good God. And if you're thinking he is not good to you, it's because you don't yet know his character. Now, I'm not finding fault. I'm just telling you it's a fact. The Lord said this to people that studied the word of God day in and day out. And he said, you misunderstand. You are greatly mistaken in how you are perceiving this. You neither know God nor the power contained in his word. So if he could say that to them, the most learned people who had the word given to them as the people of Israel, then he could certainly say that to us. 
And that for me, that, that was a point of freedom because I can fix this. I don't just have to stay quiet in a corner and say, well, God, thank you anyway. You, you suck at this, but I'll just tell you thank you anyway. That's not who our God is. He is not a hard God. He's a loving God. He's a good God. And he is just and sovereign. So when we take our mind and transition and go, well, let me just love you and have a relationship with you. And I will be grateful. And I appreciate that praise and thank him for what, is, what he's done. But see him as a good God and go, okay, let me just come on the other side of this because clearly I'm misunderstanding you, my father, and what is happening and what you're doing. And let me change my perspective versus trying to make you change who you are, sovereign Lord of creation. You are not going to be someone different. You cannot deny yourself and let me conform to your image. And I tell you, you'll find a whole lot of grace and peace and freedom and liberty in your relationship with God will hit a new trajectory. And it won't stop unless you stop it. And you'll be like, oh God, okay, this is so much easier now. Let's, Let's do it. Let's roll. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, there's a lot there. So let's pause there for today. And yeah, let's just pause there for today. And allow the Holy Spirit opportunity to minister to you and to your heart. And you know, to if there's anything in your life that's not in alignment with him, humble yourself. Repent. Come into alignment with the Lord. That that's his desire. For everyone, is that we each have the opportunity. He's giving you and everyone an opportunity right now to make things right with Him, to put Him in His rightful place as God, as your God, and that you would be His people, His servant. That's for everyone. Amen? Amen. 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 So, with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us your word, Lord, so that we're able to study it, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us revelation, Lord, so that we're able to understand the word that you've given us. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.